0: Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophoris. Thanks for listening and remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Wayfair is betting that a growing number of people will choose to buy their furniture and home decor using their smartphones and other devices. The online furniture store's CEO, Neeraj Shah, recently sat down with Yahoo Finance's Julia LaRoche to discuss Wayfair's prospects and just who is driving business.
1: So, welcome, Neeraj. I'd like to start from the beginning. You and fellow Cornell classmate Steve Kornine launched in 2002, just after the dot com bubble burst. Tell us about the early days of the company.
0: Sure. Well, Julia, thank you for having me here. Um, yeah, so the early days of the company, so Steve and I were uh, Cornell classmates, we were engineering students at Cornell. We actually graduated from Cornell in 1995, and we started our first company right out of college. And that was sort of the beginning of the commercial internet. So even though the dot-com crash in 2000 was obviously a very uh, seminal moment, we were still very uh, bullish about the prospects of the internet. And so when we got started in 2002, we had come to a point of view that e-commerce was alive and well, sort of despite the dot-com crash but with a point of view that we need to focus on certain types of categories where there was additional complexity and where they weren't well served. And so that was sort of our, our approach, and that was kind of like the mentality we went into it with.
1: So talk to us about the first business. It was racksandstands.com. How did you recognize the need to sell? It was TV stands, right? How did you recognize the need for that? Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, you know, so in those days, um, some of the shopping websites would actually tell you their top 100 categories. And we had found that TV stands and speaker stands were both on that list. And then actually Yahoo, for the paid uh, search term advertising with uh, Overture in in those days, it would actually give you the search counts by term for the last month. And we had found that those categories, TV stands, speaker stands, entertainment furniture, entertainment center, were quite big categories in terms of words that were being searched. And then when you looked online, you wouldn't really find a obvious place to go. There were a bunch of sites, but we thought we could do a better job in terms of bigger selection, better merchandising, and so that is why we picked it as our first site.
1: Fantastic. Well, you were certainly an entrepreneur at a very young age, right out of college. Where did you get that entrepreneurial spirit? Was that something that was instilled in you growing up?
0: Yeah, so my my parents both uh, immigrated to the U.S. from India, so I think that takes a certain types of entrepreneurial spirit. My grandfather was an entrepreneur himself, uh, so I think that was probably part of it. And then as a child, you know, I had I, had the lawn mowing business and I had the paper route and I, I sort of had a bunch of these entrepreneurial experiences certainly liked them. So I think it was sort of uh, always a piece of me.
1: Right. Well, I understand that the way you run Wayfair is a little different. I understand that you do not have an office. You like to sit out there on the floor. So talk to us a bit about the culture at Wayfair.
0: Yeah, sure. So we we believe very significantly in, you know, we want to get the best folks and we want to be very ambitious, we want to be super customer aligned, and we want to run really hard at everything we do, we want to have fun. And so one of the things we found is that by having an open layout, it makes it a lot easier for folks to know what's going on, makes communication a lot easier, and it actually increases the energy level. And so we started that in kind of from day zero and we've basically kept it, and so today that that we have no private offices for anybody, and it's it's just worked out very well.
1: Fantastic. Well, I do want to talk about the business now. You all sell products at all different price points, so I can imagine that you'd have a pretty interesting perspective on consumers, possibly how they're feeling. Um, so, what are you seeing from your customers today?
0: Yeah. So, you know, it's a little hard to get total consumer read, because well the fact is people are increasingly going online. So online's growing at 15%. Offline's only growing at 1% or 2%. And then on top of that, we're taking a lot of share. So we've been growing at 40%, even though online's only at 15%. But we're seeing a huge amount of demand. We're seeing customers be very enthusiastic about shopping online, visiting more and more often. We're seeing them shop across all our categories. And we're seeing all kinds of positive signs.
1: You know, when I think of furnishing a home, I think of my generation, the millennial generation. Um, How are millennials driving how you think about your business?
0: Yeah, well, so there's a bunch of things we notice in our trends. So the use of our app, for example, is growing. The mobile traffic has outpaced all other forms of traffic and it's growing very fast. And so when we think about our core customer, we do tend to think about folks when they get uh, kind of old enough to, you know, get married, buy a house, start a family, because that's sort of the kind of core 20 years of furnishing their home really starts then. But a lot of what's happening in terms of the trends in technology, I think, will actually make online shopping incredibly popular with millennials as they get older and older. Because the idea of going to a store, driving there, having to spend two hours in one store, two hours in another store, sales folks not really have good access to selection, not know as much product information as you want, it just doesn't seem very appealing. Mm -hmm. And we, that's what we're seeing, you know, millennials are basically very familiar and accustomed to the modern technology and they're absolutely enthusiasts.
1: Right. Well, just from personal experience, I see you all all the time when I'm scrolling through my Instagram feed, it'll be like a Justin Maine, and I want to click on it. Oh, that looks really neat. So how important is social media? How important is visualization when it comes to your business?
0: I think incredibly important. You know, so social media is very powerful in terms of not just us being able to reach consumers, but consumers being able to share their opinions and thoughts with others. And and we've certainly benefited as the world's become increasingly transparent, whether that be Google, whether that be social media, um, whether that be things we can do or things that our customers do. And I think that's been a great uh, force. Um, I, I also think that visualization, if you think about our category, it's one of the few categories. It's really home and it's fashion. That's visual, it's emotive, it's all about the look you want to achieve. You actually don't want the same exact items as everyone else, but if you're looking for paper towels or batteries, you're looking for the same exact things as everyone else. And so because we focus on that, I think it's what makes us different than you know, the same categories that Walmart and Amazon and Target need to battle it out over. We're instead focused on these categories, which are really much more a personal choice, a personal style.
1: Well, you just mentioned uh, kind of the elephants in the room, the Walmarts and the Amazons of the world. And I know that you have not acknowledged in the past it is a highly competitive space, the furniture business. You have big box retailers, furniture stores, and some of those e-commerce giants. So walk us through how you compete. How do you stay competitive? How do you stay relevant um, in the future?
0: Yeah, so what we found is that by being a home specialist and just focusing on home, we're able to have a pretty significant advantage, and and the reason is kind of a few things. One is, you know, we've built dozens and dozens of private label brands, which have hundreds of thousands of items in them. That's the majority of our revenue today, and those basically give lifestyle looks at prices that no one else can compete with. This is selection that's not really available elsewhere. Then the second thing, we've built a delivery and logistics operation that offers incredibly fast delivery for these big, bulky items. And we have an in-home delivery operation that actually has real scale where in the majority of the United States, for example, we do it with our own operations. And so these types of things basically give customers this real kind of nuanced experience that's really convenient and exciting to them. And for this category, we think it makes perfect sense. And I think what they're finding is that the, you know, these bigger companies that tend to be general merchandisers you know, they're really trying to battle it out over grocery, for example. They're both, you know, making huge moves to try to figure out how to make grocery easier and more convenient, and they want to be the ones who sell you dish soap and paper towels and batteries, and that makes perfect sense, and I do think they're going to be well-equipped to do that, and what we do is we just stay focused on home, and we appreciate that it's a very different category, and I think that's, that's kind of the key to our success.
1: Well, I know that you are a tech company as well. So, could you talk a bit about artificial intelligence and how you're thinking about that?
0: Yeah. So, one of our advantages, I think relative to a lot of companies is also that we build our own software. So, we have today we have 1800 full-time people in the company. 1300 data scientists and engineers, another 500 folks who are product managers, designers, uh, and these folks are basically letting us build our own proprietary technology. That, again, is custom-tailored to what we do. And so when you think about artificial intelligence, a lot of what, you know, on our site today, in the search box, you can click on a little camera icon. You can search our catalog with a photo. You could be at a restaurant and like a, a lamp fixture or a bar stool, and you could search our catalog to see what we have that's like it. And that's driven by a very deep machine learning algorithm that does a very good job with that. And we basically have tried to use this type of technology throughout our site. So whether it's how we price things or how we help folks navigate, how we personalize the site, how we help you find items that you might get excited about, not necessarily the best selling item or the same item everyone else wants. Now these are unique items for you. We think that that's a big source of advantage and it's a big reason why this category can actually be something people shop for fun. You know, they ultimately will buy things they love but there's also an enjoyment to try to discover what's out there, what might I want, how do I define like, my style, my space. So that artificial intelligence has been a huge enabler. When you think about the size of our catalog, 10 million items, you, you can't really handle that manually. And so you really need machine learning. You need artificial intelligence.
1: You know, AI definitely is one of those big words that we hear, one of the, the big trends that a lot of companies are focused on. And you are just touching upon that. So what else are you focused on as a CEO?
0: What we try to do is we try to basically make sure we have the best team in the business. So I spend a lot of time helping attract and hire and and really um, empower key leaders. And then what we do is we count on them to basically be very smart, to build out their team, to take good use of all the data we have. To basically take one axis of the customer experience and just make it better and better. So whether they're driving a customer service operation or whether they're driving the home delivery network or they're doing the imaging on the site or they're merchandising the textiles categories or whatever it is they're leading, we think by basically dividing and conquering and having you know dozens and dozens of these leaders, each with very strong teams, that's how we'll get the most done.
1: You know, another thing that's in the headlines these days, there is a pending U.S. Supreme Court case that deals with the nature of sales taxes um, for purchases made over the Internet. I know Wayfair is one of the companies that's part of this. Uh, so why is this important for consumers? Why should they care about this?
0: Well, I think it's just a the, – the truth is it's an area of the law that's really murky, and I think it just needs to be cleaned up. Um, we – have operations in a lot of states, and in those t- states we collect and remit sales tax, and others don't, even though they're operating in those states delivering. Um, on the other hand, there's states we don't have Nexus in, and there we, we are not supposed to collect and remit, and in fact, individuals are supposed to on their own tax return. So it's just, it's an area that I think kind of predates the internet that probably needs to be cleaned up, and you know, uh, it's the same with, I think, kind of all kinds of law over time. It, just, it doesn't necessarily always capture the future. You know, not everyone's always thinking of mobile devices and artificial intelligence with laws that were written 20 years ago.
1: Good point. And one final question, Neeraj. Tell us about um, how you decorate your own home. You use all um, Wayfair products?
0: hundred percent. So yes, yeah, so my wife and I, we, we have two kids where our home is a hundred percent Wayfair and it's it's really fun. You know, it's when you can take full advantage of really the fact that we have such a big catalog when you're sort of only going to use it, and you realize it's so expansive, you don't need to use anything else. And so that's that's been what we've done, and um, it, it, we've loved it. It's worked out great.
1: Fantastic. Love it. Thank you so much, Neeraj.
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents
0: podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast, and remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.